0: Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing learning in the Sefer Lekut Moharan. We are currently in Torah Dalid, towards the end, where we were last exploring a wondrous happening of Rabba HaBabar Chana in Meseches Bava Basra. If you missed specifics of the story, I encourage you to go to the previous podcast. We're going to dive right in, starting where we left off with, And through these three steps... That it, meaning the fish we were speaking about, destroyed 60 cities. This was through death. Which is verbal confession in front of a Torah scholar. That elevates the malchus, the spiritual kingship, from amongst the other side, we'd spoken about this idea of the good side, the positivity the kindness, and the other side, literally, Sitra Achra is the other side, the side of negativity the side of evil, etc., and through verbal confession to a talachacham, to the tzaddik, we're able to elevate that malchus from the side of negativity and bring it back to its rightful place. The tzaddik and the righteous person, is able to instruct this individual who just made confession in front of him back to the straight and proper path. Like it says in the Haftarah, the reading after the Torah reading of the first parsha of the whole Torah, "Achariv hariv and I will destroy the mountains and hills." What does this mean? al This is a hint to the destruction of the rulership of the non-Jews subjugating the Jewish people. "Vaholachti ivrim bederek loyado." And then a little bit later, it says that I will lead the blind on a path that they do not know of. And this idea of the blind being led back on the proper path is this idea of the righteous individual who can properly direct us to the correct path. And this is the idea of the crossroads that we learned about earlier in the Torah. Vishisin and you had 60 cities in our story. What is that? Remez, this is a hint. Al Aliyasa Malchus, to the elevation of the kingship. Dichsibbe, as it says in Shira Shishim Hema There are 60 queens. Each of these queens is in reference to the Malchus Dikadusha, the holy palace. So each of the cities that was destroyed in our story is a reference to another. Kingdom that exists and was destroyed. And 60 cities came and ate from it, it being that large fish. This is hinting to the two character traits, negative character traits, that come from both animal life and human life. and Which bring a person, God forbid, to poverty. And as we learned before, through tzedakah, giving charity, you can fix these negative character traits and draw down the shefa, draw down blessing. And this is that they ate from it. That there were 60 cities. This is a hint to the 60 cities individuals, sixty people, sixty strong ones, referred to in Shirashirim, Shemisham, because there from those sixty strong ones, Baparnasa, comes strength. How do we know that? Kamosha Amru, like our rabbis say in Mesakis Brachos, Gvurois Geshamim, the powers of rain. Let's unpack that idea. What Rabbi Nachman just did was connected our story in Bava Basra to an idea, a Pasuk in Shira Shirim, and then next to a Gemara in Maseches Brachos, and really in our Nusach the idea of Gevuros Geshamim, of strong rains. That these 60 cities are connected to these at least spiritual 60 men, 60 strong individuals, and that strength is connected to rain. Rain allows crop to grow, and when crop grows, that brings a bigger bounty for the neighborhoods, for the communities, for your livelihood. Umal Chaminashitin Mechayza, and then 60 cities came to salt it it being the large fish that we've been discussing. This hints to the rectification, the fixing of those two negative character traits that come from both the mineral world and the plant life. This is done through a closeness, a connection to the righteous individual of the generation. Because a tzaddik is referred to in Bamidbar as the salted covenant that will last forever. Rabbi Nachman explains in a few places, including the second Torah, that the word bris or covenant definitionally includes tzaddikim, includes righteous individuals of the generation. Additionally, he will connect later in the Temor this concept of salt and how that can negate, that can fix or sweeten the challenges of life and physicality and the challenges that come from that. So, in our story here, when we're discussing the idea of salting this fish, the salt is an allusion to the tzaddik, to the righteous individual, and the salt is connected to the bris, the eternal covenant that we have with Hashem, and how that covenant, th- and through the closeness to the tzaddik, can make our lives, our physical lives, a little bit better by breaking our negative character traits. <speaking in Hebrew> Additionally, when discussing depression and negative desires in the world, that they are called, they come through murky blood. And as we know from Hilchos kashrus, when it comes to koshering an animal, a person needs to salt the meat in order for it to be kosher. Salt pulls out the blood, continuing the process of koshering the meat. So we saw that a tzaddik, a righteous person, is compared to salt, just as the salt pulls out the blood, which is not allowed for our consumption, so too does the tzaddik, the righteous person, is able to pull out those negative character traits, which are not proper for us in our daily lives. And these 60 cities, these 60 cities are hinting to the idea of the 60 letters that are contained within the blessing of the priests, the priestly blessing, which are upon the hands of the tzaddik, as we see in Mishle that the blessings are upon the head of the tzaddik. The tzaddik is inherently connected to blessing. So we find in this final statement referring to 60 cities that it's all about blessing. The first was all about death and destruction when those 60 cities were broken, when they were destroyed. Then there was a need to come to the tzaddik. And that next level of 60 cities, that is the level of building, of connection to the tzaddik, which then can build our blessing. And when the blessing comes raining down... Literally, rain, as as Rabbi Nachman connected it to. And then comes the final piece where you have this blessing from the tzaddik, or in this case, from the Kohen, which is connected to the tzaddik. Because if we have too much blessing in the Parnassa world, too much money, as we learn in Pirkei Avos, mo money, mo problems! That is more or less a direct quote. We want to make sure that we have the proper boundaries on that extreme blessing that can come down in the form of money, because when you have more money, you will have more challenges, potentially, in life. So as those challenges pile on, we need to be connected to the tzaddik, to the righteous individuals, to tamidei to the tzaddik emes, to allow us to be shaped, so that those gedarim, that extra money, doesn't mess with our midos. It's not bad... To have money, there's nothing inherently wrong about being wealthy. What is wrong is when we allow that wealth to negatively transform our character traits, it's all about what the money does to us. If it turns us into a person who's able to give more, that's incredible. If we're able to help others, that's incredible. If, God forbid, it messes with our character traits to turn us into a negative person, so that's an issue. And we have to be connected to the tzaddik, which is connected to the birkas kohanim, the blessing of the Kohen, which can then ensure that the money we receive is being used for the best of ways, as opposed to, God forbid, messing with our character traits. The next part of our story talks about from one eyeball they were able to fill 300 kegs of oil. So Garbe Mishcha, these 300 kegs, what's the story? Adas. This is the concept of knowledge. Ki Mishchas Because this verse in Shemos refers to the holy anointing oil. Seichel. And this is connected to One's intellect, utlasmeya, ze Moshe, and the 300 is the concept of Moshe, Rabbeinu, of Moses, ma, sha haktin es ma. This 300, that is Moshe, is the concept of the tzadik, of the righteous person, contracting himself to the aspect of ma, of what. Moshe is spelled mem shin hey. Shin, which is the middle letter of Moshe, is the numerical value of 300. So there's one level of the reference to 300, and when you pull that out, you're left with mem and hey. Ma. There are three concepts that a tzaddik needs to constrict himself. Kamosha kasiv like the Pasuk says, Al chacham gibor v'ashir. That the wise man, and the strong man, and the rich man should not be praised. Nimsa, we find, We find in each of these three steps that then a person can become Ma. These three character traits are a way that the world judges people. How smart are you, how strong are you, and how wealthy are you? That's not by accident. Both of these three pillars are able to take a person and allow him to be awesome in many different ways. They also can destroy a person. If you let your intelligence or your strength or your wealth dictate your actions, as opposed to the truth of the Torah dictate your actions, something is going to be off. Our job is to be like Moshe Rabbeinu, who had these three qualities. He was unbelievably intelligent. He was unbelievably strong, and he was unbelievably wealthy, and through those three, he was able to negate them and totally give himself over to the Ein Sof that we had been exploring about before. When you look at the letters Mem, Shin, and He, so that Shin, that 300, has three branches. Each of those branches corresponds to one of these personal traits, and he was able to totally pull them out, meaning his wealth, his strength, and his intellect had nothing to do with how he would act. Moshe Rabbeinu ultimately recognized everything that I get is for the good and it's all from God. So therefore, all of my wealth and all of my strength and all of my intellect, it's not about me and letting people know how great I am and everyone should praise me. No, it's Hashem gave me these blessings so I get now the opportunity to share them with the world. And if not... I'm making a terrible mistake. Moshe Rabbeinu was able to pull the shin out of his name, leaving mem and hey. Ma, what? Meaning, what am I? Says Moshe Rabbeinu, I am a total sense of nullification to the Almighty. And in this way, a person is totally able to pull out from anything physical, and totally connect himself to the or-ein-sof, to this eternal light. And because there, there is no change in Ratzon. There's only that Hashem is the one God. As we learned about earlier, when it comes to the ein-sof, there's no positive and negative. There's only good. And that ultimate clarity of knowledge is what we're attempting to achieve namely, This is going back to the beginning of the Torah where everything is for the good. And this is the concept of this one eyeball, Kamuva be'idra, as is brought in the Idra, which is a section of the Zohar. That in the next world, in the time to come, when Mashiach comes, there will be one eye of compassion. And this is the concept of everything is for the good. One eye, meaning as to the exclusion of two, both good and bad. We're seeing only one, that of compassion. We're going to stop here. This thing. Torah has been unbelievably challenging and unbelievably deep. We're not done yet. Please, God, we will pick it up in the next installment, which promises to be the final shiur in Torah Dalit. Wishing everyone a beautiful day.